traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Music. Welcome to CEO Talks on this Monday morning, and I'm here with Eddie Coleman. Eddie Coleman is the CEO of Reputation Accelerator. Uh, lots of us know about reputation management as entrepreneurs, as marketers, and of course as CEOs of our own companies. But the interesting piece about Reputation Accelerator is that they've taken a niche market within the inbound marketing field and said one must create a reputation proactively far before you have to protect such a reputation. So he's taking a very proactive approach, what we used to call reputation management. Welcome, Eddie. It's nice to have you on the show. Morning, Jillian, and thank you for inviting me. This is a great honor. Well, I'm delighted to have you with us. Can you tell me a little bit about, let's see, first the definition of what you would say reputation development is or reputation marketing and so on, rather than reputation management, and how do they melt? Well, it seems to me that reputation management uh, has been an industry that has been very reactive in nature. Yes. Um, I think it's devised from being the effect of one's environment rather than cause over it. Uh-huh. And so management is a lot like a, a plane on autopilot. The plane constantly switches directions. It's never really going the right direction. We're trying to manage that and keep that in a direction that, that we want to go. Okay. And usually reputation management is the response of something that's maybe unneeded or unwanted, uh, lands on the Internet. Sometimes uh, people will get notified. Uh, you know, Bob, your uncle says, did you see this on the Internet or I read this review? And, and, and depending on the business, they may not even knew review sites existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we've uh, coined reputation marketing is taking it and actually going proactive, just like you, you had said, and actually taking our satisfied customers and leveraging them uh, like a fulcrum, uh, so that we can take our ad budgets, marketing budgets, and actually make them work to the degree that we think that they should have. Okay, so I get the idea of being proactive about reputation. Um, and when we were chatting yesterday and the day before, you also talked to me about 
um, creating a reputation. For example, you have no reputation to defend unless you've created one already. So I'm curious as to how that melds with this concept of, for example, brand communities, a community around your own brand or company and service. Uh, talk to me a little bit about how you create a reputation, and then we'll see how that melds into what I'm talking about here. Well, it's interesting, actually. So typically what we find with reputation is that if we interview companies, we'll find that they have um, stockpiles of satisfied customers. Right. And so in creating a, an online reputation, the goal is, is to give those satisfied customers an online voice so that the profile, the color, the tonality matches on the Internet like it is in real life. Okay. Just putting it in, in space, if you will, and actually in front of, of your public. Okay. So what would you say the, the specific elements are in creating a reputation? I would suspect we begin with something that says, what is your unique selling proposition? What is the brand that you stand for? Uh, small entrepreneurs, brick-and-mortar ones on Main Street, uh, for mm -hmm. example, I believe your, uh, one of your sectors of specialty is, for example, the automotive industry. Uh -huh. Not well known for its tech-savvy but certainly huge brands on the brick-and-mortar, you know, Main Street field. So you go to these guys and you say, all right, you've got this unique selling proposition, and you somehow have a brand already around, a style around what you're selling. Uh, the guy in the, you know, Western <laughs> hat is silly. Uh, you know, some guy who's screaming at you about, you know, what's the lowest cost all the time. He, they certainly do have their specific brands, and those are stylistic. Mm -hmm. But there's something deeper and, and further beyond that uh, that makes more sense. And these might be big and noisy on television or something. But tell me about how you would define the elements that create not just a brand offline, but essentially create this brand online, which we are now talking about in terms of reputation development. So uh, essentially, we all know word of mouth is, is most solid businesses' number one source of business. Absolutely. We've been doing that since we... Sat around a fire and went, ugh, now we call it social that, media. And you know what that's about, more mm -hmm. than probably most in, in the country. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and beyond. Um, so in terms of, of molding those two things together, um, first thing we're after is duplication. Uh, and this, the second thing we're after, uh, which, well, really could be the first, is, is uh, to be transparent. Mm -hmm. And so uh, in the automotive industry, for example, everybody has a claim. Okay. So, you know, I claim that I can, you know, the prices are great, or mm -hmm. I claim that our service is awesome, whatever their standpoint is. Now, their customers have to agree with that. Mm -hmm. And the customers, after they've spent their money, have to agree with that. And what we're seeing online in, in the social world that we live in now is to the degree that the customers broadcast and duplicate the same message that the business advertises and really puts out mm -hmm. there is to the degree that the new public that is going to do business with them mm -hmm. actually takes it as possible. Fact. So you would say there has to be a consistency. Are you looking for a real consistency in language? Because now we want to give mm -hmm. tactics to entrepreneurs out here who mm -hmm. say, all right, I need to establish my reputation. How do I do this? Let's talk about the strategic tactical okay. stuff, which says, all right, conceptually, we start here. Do you look for literally the same words, as in I am a, an automotive dealer and now I have a byline, something about the best in service or, you know, hopefully something with a little more pizzazz than that. But whatever my byline is, do you look to repeat those words? Okay, so this is interesting. Um, 
most businesses, what we find is that they might change their message. So if they're a retail-oriented business, they might change their message from week to week. So if they're having a tent sale, it might be around financing mm-hmm. and 0% interest. If they're having one next week, and it might be about price, cash, and carry, I mean, who knows? Right. Um, if it's a mortgage broker, it, it might yeah. be around one thing versus another. Right. So uh, those would all be tactical sales things that every brick and every mortar, 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 mortar yeah. uses. Right. Right. And even online you know, uh, vendors will do it. They don't tend to necessarily have to change their tactics quite so quickly, but these are tactical decisions about what are we going to do this week to capture and retain the attention and interest of the public. So how does that meld with what you're doing online? So what we find in getting into some some actual tactics and, and statistics, we find that if a business is actually spending money marketing, um, so reputation, for example, is, um, different for an individual on the internet as yeah. a, than, than, than a business. Okay. Uh, individual reputation is all about privacy and a business, uh, they're broadcasting their message. So they're looking to actually, um, say something and then be believed. Okay. So, uh, typically what we're trying to do is get their customers to say that, you know, essentially if their customers believe that they follow their word, right. We, we want to know that. And we want their new customers to know that, which doesn't necessarily append to any particular brand message. Now, a deeper way to do it would be um, to survey your customers as to what part of the business did you like. And, and, and so if they're doing a service presentation about our service is better than would otherwise be possible, and they're getting their customers to agree, you know what? Yes, it is. Then okay. now you're actually stylizing the reviews, stylizing the testimonies. Okay. So it's less important to mimic the exact words of a byline, right, than it is to say we want a general consistency around the language that says lots of folks claim to be this. These guys really are. Yep. Okay. When we come back, we're going to talk about more tactical ways in which we look at how to create that reputation online. Obviously, online and offline is different. Search marketing comes into play in a great way. The real question many businesses are going to want to know is, how do I fill the search, the search engine result pages, with things that make sense for my customers to see and certainly where they don't see the stuff where it's just complaints. This is Jillian Music, and I'm here with Eddie Coleman, CEO of Reputation Accelerator on CEO Coach. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. As you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- Performance to the next level. The language. Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. Hi, this is your most humble producer, Brasco, inviting you to join me at the one place where I love to rant and rave with all of you. Well, yes, I do that on Facebook, but I'm talking about the WebmasterRadio.fm chat room. Chat with yours truly and listen to our live stream with our merry band of webmasters. Click on the chat tab and I'll see you in the chat. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And welcome back. This is Jillian and CEO coach. I'm here with Eddie Coleman from Reputation Accelerator. So, hoping we don't have uh, an echo for you folks who are listening in. Yep, looks like that echo went away. That's good. Welcome back, Eddie. Welcome. Okay, so we've been talking about this concept of reputation development or reputation marketing and so on, creating a reputation online long before you have a problem with your reputation and need management, which would be rather proactive service rather than uh, waiting for something to go wrong and just being reactive. So the burning question on every CEO's mind who's listening in here, now we're in the future, Eddie, is going to be, what about the SERPs? Right. How do I, if you will, command my presence on those search engine result pages so that my stuff, good stuff, shows up? I don't want any bad stuff to show up. I guess my first question is, should any bad stuff show up? I mean, is that the ultimate goal, never have any bad stuff show up? Well, and that's the different business models with different reputation management companies. Mm -hmm. Um, We see that there are really two. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, the industry, it's about a cover-up. In other words, I, I don't yeah. want anything negative to be on the Internet, whether it's true or it, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I just want it to look like so. I just want so to go away. What we tell okay. our customers is that that technology doesn't really exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can push stuff down. You can't always push it away. Sometimes you can pay people to take stuff away. You know, Some folks have business models where it's extortion and they'll do that. I, I get all of that. But these things do exist. Customer service is um, an ongoing issue, I think, with any business, whether it's online, offline, melded, it doesn't matter. The point is good stuff and bad stuff is going to happen. The real question with bad stuff is how did you deal with it and whether or not you can make that show up. So I think that's an important issue. What are the the hard tactical things you would say? Um, I think we both agree that it's not important that no bad stuff shows up. I'd say it's fairly important that good stuff shows up first. And somewhere between page one and three, something probably isn't going to be perfect if you're running a solid business. It's just that way. And you're pushing the needle. That's right. At all. That's right. So the question is, how did you deal with it when the bad stuff showed up? Will Will you have the ability to present that? discussion on Yelp or whatever it is, you know, 
any kind of uh, social platform where people would say good or bad things about their experience with your company. Um, so that's an important thing. And then perhaps how do you manage that yourself by pushing out material and information about your company? Because so I think that's exactly what your company does. So tell us the tactical stuff. So, okay. So uh, threefold approach is my advice, and that's our, our, our program. Um, first, we believe that you push good stuff out. You give your customers an online voice. Okay. Um, how do you do that? What's, what's well, the real tactics for that? Number one is, is that we know that uh, about 81% of <clears throat> consumers that are considering doing business with a particular company will Google their name, even if it's just for a phone number. Right. And then Google will pop up with, with their recommended searches. And uh, if they've ever uh, been searched by reviews or complaints, that will usually pop up in the search bar. And so about 90% of the, of, of the consumers so will this follow those links. Business Bureau or this right. complaints so or this Acme, Acme Plumbing, and they start typing it in Google, and the next thing you know, reviews pops up. I'm like, oh, I wonder what, why would they report complaints or a scam or who knows mm-hmm. what else. And so the recommended searches are subjective to people actually searching. It remembers that people are searching it, and then it starts recommending it to other people. We have a, a national recruiting company. Uh, that's a client uh, there in, oh gosh, at least 14 markets. And uh, as um, they had a, a small number of searches, one direction for their company, just cure, out of curiosity, and then it became a recommended search, and then that search went up 2,900 times a month. Okay. Out of nowhere because so of the So getting yourself into recommended search, of course, is a really strong tactical piece of what you're doing. Well, it's, So if I have yeah. something that says, you know, my company name or whatever I want to say, my sector of, of business – plus scam, should I be creating a page on my own website or several pages on my own website that are optimized for those words so that that shows up, right? If you do my brand plus scam and you end up at a page that not only discusses my brand plus scam, but is mybrand.com.org.edu, whatever it is, right? Wouldn't that show up as a recommended search it could. result? It could. Okay. It could. Usually the recommended searches are there based on public interest. And then once they pop up, they become your enemy. Mm-hmm. Because now all of a sudden everybody's following okay. you know, the yellow brick road. So, so one of the ways to manage that, if you will, is or to proactively manage it, exactly. okay, is distribution. So it's not just publishing a page on my own website that discusses, you know, still in this you, industry, yeah. a scam can be a problem. This is how we deal with, you know, customer issues or whatever. And so on. So that's a good way for me to say, hey, we are good guys. Nobody is perfect, but when there's a problem, we can do something about it. And I can optimize that page for scam. Now tell me about the distribution because that's the work that your company does. So typically companies that just add a page uh, of testimonials um, don't get very far because the public will still look at it like it's them saying they're great. Now, okay, so on that, you can rank for it. That's nice, but it isn't necessarily totally believable. That's true. That says, yeah, it's interesting and and so on, but let me see what others have to say about you. Okay, so let's go to others say about you. So there's three three approaches that that we take that work very well that we recommend, um, whether somebody's trying to, to help themselves or they're hiring you know, a company such as us. Uh, number one is the Google search results are the, the biggest um, threat and ally. So 81% of the people will search for the company by name one way or another before they do business with them. Then um, about 20%, we find about 20% of the people that search for your company by name actually make it to your website, even though they see it right in front of their face. Mm-hmm. Because we find that Google uh, creates almost an ADD, attention deficit sort of effect 
in the searcher. And if you stick 100 people in a room and you say, uh, okay, search for whatever you want, your homework or whatever, for 30 minutes, and then at the end you ask them some questions, which they run these tests, these, these betas. Mm-hmm. And they say, okay, what was the last thing you searched for? They'll tell you all about it. And then you say, what was the first thing you searched for when you sat down? And you'd be surprised. They, they have to think about it. No. They don't, I don't know. So Google, just, Google is the number one cause of buyer distraction in the world. And 81% of the people that are responding to your ad, your ad that you just paid for are Googling you. So the internet, the search engines, the SERPs, control 81% of your ad response. And people wonder where half their advertising dollars are going. So the first thing that we do is we distribute. Now, this is different than search engine optimization, uh, which... Uh, uh, this is kind of like ad optimization. Fascinating. Well, okay. it's, it's, and so we try to distribute in multiple channels. We have about 5,000 distribution partners that we send content to, and that content is the customer's testimonial language. Each of those sites has their own relationship with Google and their own sort of self-ranking, and we let the chips fall where they fall. And in the end, we're trying to control as many positions over the first three pages of Google as we can that is reasonable. Now, does that mean, to answer your question, that a, that a, um, that a, a, a negative comment on the Internet is going to go away? No. But if you give those first three pages proper balance that reflect reality on, on the net as they are in your actual business – what happens is you can reduce the readership and believe not necessarily believability, but credibility of the complaint or whatever it is you're saying mm-hmm. that's, that's negative by about so 90, 80 to 90%. We you know, can dilute it. Right. We know that people uh, who have a complaint will tell 100 people, and people who are just thrilled with your service might tell 1 to 10, right? Maybe the three, I think, is the statistics. One, right? one in seven unhappy customers will make an online comment is the last statistics that we've seen. One in seven. One okay. in 283 happy customers make an online mention. Ouch. There you go. So those are stats, you know, for your memory, folks. One in 283 happy customers will say something nice about you. So how do you, ma- uh, you know, balance those odds? Seven to 283 is a huge, huge. Imbalance, huge imbalance, right? Think of it as a seesaw. Now you're trying to balance that seesaw and give some more weight to that featherweight who's sitting up at the top with only seven, <laughs> right? And you can do that by distribution, force distribution, if mm-hmm. you will. So that's your encouragement there. Mm-hmm. By providing, you said, um, a voice to those people who are happy. How do happy people tell you they're happy Well, when it, you're a brick-and-mortar company? In, it, the, in the automotive industry, let's use your example. Interesting thing is that when we first – our model is, is that every two weeks for a typical company, we do a distribution campaign. Okay. And so we'll take their testimonials and reviews and we'll create an editorial piece. Okay, so you're it. taking the testimonials and reviews the company already the, has. That they already have. And so they receive them as receive written them. or verbal. Uh, verbal, we, we would rather see it in a written form. Okay. Um, uh, but, I mean, it's not like they couldn't interview somebody and make, make a note. Uh, one of the things about our content is, is it's clear that it's the company uh, attempting to put their customers uh, or give their customers a voice. So okay. um, we have a, a national client that's in the hardwood, uh, um, sandless hardwood refinishing business. They have about 119 offices. Um, the CEO of that, of that national franchise owns uh, his own office. Um, and uh, for any of those who are familiar with a company called Mr. Sandless, uh, the CEO is mm-hmm. Dan Praz, uh, third fastest growing franchise in America. And he signed up and his personal office. Right. And he got a, a public job, a public school sec, uh, a, a, the, a board of directors of, a, uh, I think, the, uh, the school district, that's what it was, um, hired him for a huge job. Mm-hmm. He mentioned that he had seen this content on the Internet. 
And it was clear to them that they were interested in putting their happy customers out on the web and that that must have taken a lot of work and they wouldn't do that if they didn't care about the reputation. So it, we want that to come from the company. So mm-hmm. uh, to answer your question, what's, what's interesting is we find that most of them have stockpiles, letters, emails. Um, we tell our customers, uh, send out an email blast to all of your customers that you have an email address for and ask them, what, what did you like about our company? What did you like about our service? Would you recommend it to your friend? Could you say two sentences and just email me back? So what you're telling folks. And they get a lot of response. Right. It's amazing what people will do when you ask them to do something. Yes, absolutely amazing. So that's number one. What you're saying is, though, tactically here, you not only request it of your customers, you do it either in person or with an email. You said send an email blast out to all of your customers. And you don't say, are you happy or would you give us a recommendation? You say specific questions. What made you happy about your experience with us? What were the other questions? Let's Anything. Uh, in each, if it's a service sector, it's going to be a little different than a retail sector. Right. Um, are you happy with your purchase? Were you happy with our customer service? Um, we're trying to collect uh, a, um, a database of customer testimonials. And if you have anything good to say at all, mm-hmm. uh, would you just spend two seconds, email okay. me back, and say anything. Um, mm-hmm. we, uh, we're using it for meetings. We're using it for training. Okay. Uh, we're using it for distribution, mm-hmm. and we, we want to know. So, again, we're using it for media. We're using it for distribution. We're using it for training. And uh, we did the same thing, actually, over at SEO Moz during the MozCon this summer, which is a conference that we hold right. for our pro members. Right. Um, we put up a television uh, a thing, right? Oh, thanks. It was. We had a really <laughs> good time. It was a big deal. Yes, it was a big deal. Um, so... Uh, we put up a TV camera, essentially, and said to folks who were there on the ground at the time exactly what you're saying. Uh, without thinking, we were building a reputation. We said we wanted it for a number of reasons. One, of course, we would like to use it for the promotion of the next MozCon. That makes sense. It says, sure. what did people find valuable here? But also we use it for internal training. What did you like? What didn't you like? What do you want more of? What do you want less of? And so on. It went everywhere from the food to the content of the uh, presentations themselves. So. I would agree that that sort of thing is intuitive and it works. Um, Those are really good tactical things. We're going to take another break here, and when we get back, we're going to wrap up on this concept of building a reputation, both strategic and tactical, with Eddie Coleman, CEO of Reputation Accelerated out of Vancouver, Washington. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO coach right after this. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Example number 50 of Dialogue. You will never read in our chat room. Hey there, stud. Want to help me optimize my landing page? Uh... Actually, I was here to post my domain for sale. Goodbye. But wait. Make deals and make money with people like you without the spam. Hey, stud. The webmasterradio.fm chat room, live in real time every day. Click on the chat tab from our homepage. 
Oh, this is intolerable. Guys, just catch the catch catch him. Just just land your helicopter and use your feet or something. Webcology. I swear there's a helicopter hovering like or just circling around the neighborhood I'm in for no apparent reason. Catch him already, fellas. Catch him. Do something useful. Live broadcast Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Understanding that the like button is actually going to provide a signal. Oh my goodness, why whenever I have something to say, do the police have to fly their helicopter right over my head? It's so unfair. Only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, so we're going to wrap up right here with Eddie Coleman, CEO of Reputation Accelerator out of Vancouver, Washington. Before we wrap up, I want to make sure that they can get a hold of you. Eddie, what is your email address? Uh, you can get a hold of me at Eddie. It's E-D-D-I-E. No Y in there. Okay. E-D-D-I-E-C at reputationaccelerator.com. Accelerator is the ACC version. Accelerator, it's not the EX. Right. And... So there's your long tail uh, okay. email address for the day. <laughs> so, again, Eddie C at reputationaccelerator.com, not accelerator. All right. Uh, and, again, out of Vancouver, Washington, so you can also find them on the web. So give me the, the quick wrap-up here. You said you have a three-prong approach. What are those three prongs? So first thing we do is we're going to distribute massive amounts of content, uh, and we're going to keep doing it forever. Okay. Uh, on a monthly basis every two weeks uh, to control those first three pages of Google. All right. You want to control the first three pages of Google. And control is a very okay. – uh, it's almost a strong word. We want to let the balance happen as it should based on leveraging your customers. Going viral is what happens when you give uh, digital leverage to word of mouth. And that's we are, are uh, we're doing. Second thing we're doing is we have – each of our clients have their own review page that they can send out to collect their reviews. Now, there's an algorithm approach to this page. One, it goes into our tracking system, and they can accept it like a Facebook request to use it as distribution content. Mm-hmm. If they don't accept it, it goes into another queue for customer service because now you know which customers right away before they go public on you need some attention. The customers uh, that are uh, approved for distribution and promotion, those customers, will also land on your social media and your Facebook page. Because there's no better content in the world on your Facebook than customers telling the world they love you on your Facebook page. So that mm-hmm. happens. And then the third prong is in our review profile, as the customers rating you, we use a special system. If they rate you at a certain rate and, 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 and a certain type of review and the algorithm selects them accordingly for promotion, it will then offer them or ask them, wow, we're so excited that you're excited about us. Mm-hmm. Would you do us a favor and would you send out your testimonial? And it'll give them a plethora of third-party review sites. But those review sites are only there based on the link to the customer's actual review page. So what they see is what the customer puts into our tracking system in the back-end software to, uh, to, to promote. So if they want people to go to Yelp, they'll go to Yelp. If they want to go to City Search, they'll go to City Search. If they, if they don't want one versus the other, we'll get into that one later. Um, then that's what will happen. So by the time we're done, uh, we'll control the first three pages of Google or at least give them proper balance. Um, we'll control their star ratings uh, and, and uh, their review sites or at least give them proper perspective uh, and then be able to get happy customers to their Facebook pages on a consistent, repetitive uh, drip system. And so now no matter where the customers look, they, they go. Since 80% of the people search for the business before they actually uh, do business with them and 80% of those get lost, that means 65% of every dollar we spend on ad budgets is gone. And we can, and so we, can, we, we fix that problem. 
And that's the main goal for, for our company. And then everything we build sort of, how do we make that better? That makes really good sense. And it gives us some very generic, decent info on how entrepreneurs need to look at the reputation they're building. Um, we keep talking here on CEO Coach about the authenticity of what we do rather than trying to snucker the public into believing anything. Exactly. You have to fix your own house first. And I think this exactly. process of developing a reputation and uh, being able to give a voice to both happy customers and to unhappy customers who will now be able to engage properly with a company before it gets to be a problem is a huge issue. Give yourself a reputation to live up to first, then start marketing and advertising and telling the world about your good deeds. I like the way that sounds. And that's, folks, how you develop a community around your brand that really believes in what you do. And today we're coming to you from the Elizabeth Street Inn in Newport, Oregon. Uh, they're wonderful little bed and breakfast and a hotel right on the water here. So I'm uh, talking to you from the Pacific Coast. You can find the Elizabeth Street Inn on the web or by 877-265-9400. Don't miss them if you're coming out west. In the meantime, we just want to say thanks for providing us a room for this show at CEO Coach. This has been Jillian Music with Eddie Coleman, CEO of Reputation Accelerator. Listen in the next coming weeks. We're going to have Eddie back on the air. Uh, I'm going to talk about how he developed his company structure. His own corporate structure is interesting for those of you who have a service with product-based industry or business that you're trying to scale. I think Eddie's got some fascinating things about how he put his own business together. We're going to delve into that rather than into the structure of what he does. This is Jillian Music on CEO Coach. Till next week. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.